0: Welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Sacramento Diocese. I feel like a broken record sometimes when I start these podcasts off by saying it is a beautiful blue sky, sunny day. And I have to say today it is cloudless. We have a beautiful light blue color to the sky. forecast is going to be 80 degrees today. Actually, 82 degrees today. And just a delightful day with a little slight cooling breeze drifting through the air. Well, happy Easter to everybody. We are still in the Easter season. And I hope you are carrying along with you a lot of Jesus' joy, his graces, his comfort, and optimism about the future. Well, the third Sunday of Easter, we have a beautiful gospel reading uh, that we will be hearing at Mass uh, this evening. This is Saturday that I'm recording this. So either if you're going to Mass today, uh, Saturday evening or tomorrow on Sunday, you will feel you will hear, excuse me, a beautiful gospel reading with um, some deep messages uh, attached to it. So I have um, my homily here that i'd like to share with you it's brief it's not a long one um you know it's so funny you go to different parishes and different priests and different deacons have different styles on how they like to construct their homilies Um, also the length what they think is a proper length of their homily and i guess it depends on what the material is it also depends on i guess what the culture of your parish is like i was always told in when i went through uh, my training years ago on homiletics that uh the perfect homily is somewhere between six and eight minutes now where did that number come from i don't know it's probably cultural too you know depending on where you are um, in the united states or in the world and what you're used to for lengths of uh, homilies but i think that number probably came up uh was developed with our current uh societal culture and probably attention spans (laughs) so mine are usually around uh, seven minutes or so but I think this one's a little shorter well let me jump right in and share it with you and then we'll talk about it uh, a little bit and see how it applies to our life when life gets difficult when we become lost confused and afraid and when the changes of our life are not what we want or think we deserve we tend to run away We try to go back to the way it was before, to something safe, something familiar. Often we revert to old patterns of behaviors and thinking. Even when we know better and do not want to go backwards, it seems easier, safer, and more familiar than moving forward. Peter and six others had returned to the sea. They had left Jerusalem. They have come home to the Sea of Tiberias, the place where it all began discipleship the upper room the cross the empty tomb the house with its locked doors is some 80 miles to the south Peter decides to go fishing he knows how to do that it is familiar and comfortable perhaps it takes him back to life before Jesus the others are quick to join him my hunch however is is that Peter is not really trying to catch fish as much as he is fishing for answers. We can leave the places and even the people of our life, but we can never escape ourselves or our life. Wherever you go, there you are. Peter may have left Jerusalem, but he cannot get away from three years of discipleship, the Last Supper, the arrest, the charcoal fire, the denials, the crowing rooster. He cannot leave behind the cross, the empty tomb, the house with the doors locked tight, the echoes of peace be with you. So he fishes. Peter fishes for answers. What have I done? What were those three years about? Who was Jesus? Where is he? Who am I? What will I do now? Where will I go? What will happen to me? Peter is searching for meaning, a way forward, and a place in life. Peter is what many call fishing in the dark. We have all spent time fishing in the dark, asking the same questions as Peter, looking for our place in life, seeking peace and some sense of understanding and meaning. More often than not, Fishing in the dark happens in the context of failures, losses, and sorrows of our lives. It happens when we come face to face with the things we have done and left undone. We have all been there, fishing for answers in the darkness. Children, you have no fish, have you? Jesus says. This is more of a statement of fact than a question. Jesus is not asking for a fishing report. He is commenting on the reality and emptiness of Peter's and the other disciples' lives. Peter is living in the pain and the past of Good Friday. He is fishing on the Good Friday side of the boat, and the net is empty. There are no fish, no answers, no way forward. The nets of this dark night fishing contain nothing to feed or nourish life. I wonder if we too have been fishing on the wrong side of the boat. Jesus seems to think so. Cast your net to the right side of the boat, Jesus says, the resurrection side of the boat. This movement of the net from one side of the boat to the other symbolizes the disciples' resurrection. It is the great Passover. Jesus calls us to move out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life in so doing we see and proclaim it is the lord and emptiness gives way to the abundance of a net full of fish large ones a 153 of them darkness dawns a new day with new light a new charcoal fire kindles hospitality in the place of the cold ashes of rejection the last supper has become the first breakfast. Confessions of love overcome denials of fear. It is the Lord. The dark night fishing is over. This is Easter. Good Friday was real and is real. Pain, death, sin are a reality of life, but the greater and final reality is of the Easter resurrection. Follow me, Jesus says. And live as resurrected people. Follow me and fish in a different place. Follow me. Follow me is the invitation to examine where we have been fishing. On which side of the boat do we fish? On which side of the cross do we live? Do we live a life of Good Friday? Or a life of Easter resurrection? Are we not people of hope, trust, and life? We are alive and have been given a gift of eternal life, a gift for all who embrace it. We are to be filled with optimism, hope, and joy, even despite what we see at times around us. There is no power or circumstance on earth more powerful than Christ, and He came so that we may have life. But what type of life are we living? Why don't we take a moment today and ask ourselves this question, do I live a life of Good Friday or a life of Easter resurrection? Well, I hope that short homily gives you something to think about today. I'm sure going to ponder that and think about uh, my life and how I view my life. And do I view my life as a struggle, a life where I just have this overpowering darkness of this culture just surrounding me and is it engulfing me and do I fear, feel pessimistic about the future or do I reconnect with the promises of our Lord and do I live a life of optimism and hope and joy and forever strive towards just growing closer and closer with that who is my God and my Savior. I think it's very tough sometimes in this world, though, that we live in to really be grounded in what we believe and our faith and to live out that faith. And I think day by day, I think we all experience that uh, we succumb to temptation and, uh, and I think we struggle. I think there's a lot of us that struggle in life. You know, I've been doing spiritual direction for many, many years now, and I have just a tremendous amount of people who come to me and often, you know, it's the same questions over and over again, but coming maybe from different angles, but it's how do I discern the will of God in my life? How do I find fulfillment in my life? And what really is my purpose here? What, what, am, what am I supposed to be doing here? How am I supposed to be doing it? It's all these unanswered questions that we have. Kind of goes back to the homily about fishing in the dark. Well, I have a challenge for you, and it's the same challenge I'm going to do myself. And I think it helps to answer some of those questions in our life. And it's called uh, 100 Days to Freedom. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of the uh, Exodus 90 program. It's a 90-day program that was developed by seminarians, and it's a wonderful uh, program to do. It's not easy. It's fairly difficult. But it's a wonderful program to really free you from vices in your life well kind of using that as kind of a base formation i developed this program it's very very simple it's called a hundred days to freedom and it's a little different from the exodus 90 um, it's not written by seminarians it's written by a you know just a real person <laughs> trying to go through life and to find the answers of life and also very aware um, living in uh, embedded in this culture of the temptations of this culture so if you want to Take a minute and go to my website, it's deaconpat.net. Uh think of the net like the uh the fishermen, the fisherman's net, deaconpat P-A-T, dot net. You will see posted on there hundred days to freedom. And you'll see it's a very simple program. It lays out four different categories: spiritual, physical, nutritional, and self-denial. And the whole idea behind this program is it's a hundred days to reconnect with God and to disconnect from the societal influence societal influences while establishing new healthy habits and purging the old one the old negative ones this program is very simple it costs absolutely nothing and um, I think you will find if you can set aside a hundred days of your life you will go through this massive transformation that in the end You will have those answers to many of those life questions that uh, God will provide for you in working through this uh, 100 day program. Well, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I hope your weather is as beautiful as mine. I'm not boasting too much about the California weather because at the same time, I have to deal with the California culture. (laughs) But again. Are What kind of people are we? Are we a Good Friday people or are we an Easter Sunday resurrected people? Are we looking for the beauty and the goodness in life? So I'll leave you with that message today. And again, take a moment and visit uh, DeaconPat.net and check out that 100 Days to Freedom. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.